Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What? Today I've got Joe Stallion on and he's the founder and director at Sovi Digital, focused all around digital marketing. Hiya, Joe. Hey there, Daniel. Uh, great to be here. Pleasure to have you on, mate. So let's jump straight in. Why did you go into marketing? Straight into the good stuff. Um, yeah. So I, like many people, I uh, kind of fell into marketing. Um, so a bit of background really i uh, was studying uh, on an entrepreneurship program at university of west of england in bristol and myself and my now business partner uh, andreas focused very much on uh, attending networking events and trying to to solve problems for for business owners within the local area at the time and you know this is how many businesses start and we we noticed a particular problem that businesses within the b2b supplies sector so uh, PPE, workwear, cleaning and hygiene, uh, manufacturing were not necessarily equally represented in the uh, level of marketing that could be delivered for them. So our, our mission ever since has, has basically been uh, supporting those businesses generate results and, and reach their, their target customers. And, and that was my route in really uh, solving real life business problems that I heard from networking events while studying at university. Very cool. I like that. Very entrepreneurial of you. Um, so it sounds like you're doing marketing for businesses that probably traditionally haven't been seen as the sexiest marketing stuff in the world. Is that fair to say? I, I think that's I think that's very much fair to say. I mean, just off off the off the record record slash on the record, uh, we we typically call them uh, boring businesses within the the company itself. Mm -hmm. And our whole job is about how we can make boring businesses exciting and appeal to their audience in a way that they haven't been able to before mm. so you mentioned you went to university what did you study there so when i was at university i studied a, a unique program i suppose called team entrepreneurship which is basically a, a business management degree but it's got quite a heavy amount of practical application so we uh, went out to businesses and, and our our way of uh, essentially completing assignments was through delivering real life solutions to, to business problems. And uh, since then, as I say, uh, Andreas and I grew the business straight out of university and um, sort of four years later, we're still um, still going strong. You're a great example. And we talk about universities a lot on the podcast. If it's worth going, you know, if you're going to get enough out of it, especially with cost these days. But you're somebody that sounds like you've really taken the university experience and not just kind of gone and partied for three years and then maybe done, you know, a degree on the side and come out and sort of not really know what to do. Like you've used university as a way to sort of develop your own career out of it, which is incredible and started your own business. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, I'm a, a big believer in it's it's about what you do with circumstances and it's about what you do proactively with the environments that you're put in so equally we, we could have very much kind of cruised by and, and got through the degree and, and completed that to a decent level without necessarily uh, applying ourselves to these uh, situations that we did so my takeaway from that is and will always be you can control your circumstances you can you can take things away from your circumstances if you uh, go out there and, and try and achieve new and different things by by simply putting yourself out there and almost taking the risk. It sounds like your uh, degree probably set you up fairly well to start a business, but 
I assume there's uh, an awful lot of challenges uh, that come along with it. And um, how did you find that whole process of um, starting something up and going through setting up a business and turning it into what you have today? Uh, I would say it's one of the most difficult things I've ever done. Um, it's, it's, it's no day is the same. Nothing's ever simple. Uh, and the business that we were in 2017 uh, during the sort of second year of our degree is very, very different to the business we are today. And that's across a number of areas in terms of our processes, our, our kind of sales practices, how we deliver our work for clients, how to how we kind of interact with the world around us. So so, yeah, I think it's it's very much, very much the case, really. It's um, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. So what's an average day like then? Um, as I say, uh, no day is the same. It, typically, I'm I'm sort of at my laptop from sort of seven-ish in the morning. Um, and we are uh, firefighting for most of it, right, as, as kind of business owners. So mm. our main our main focus for within the business is ensuring that there is a um, uh, an incredibly streamlined customer experience and our customers are generating uh, serious return on investment from the activities that we do. So what that kind of leads me on to is most of our day is focused looking at data, analyzing performance, and essentially uh, reviewing particular campaigns that might be operating and understanding how, from a delivery perspective, we can continue to develop and enhance those. From more of a management perspective, obviously, I'm kind of coaching and supporting, uh, mentoring the, the team that we have. I mean, a, a small team of, of two, uh, four within the business in total. But that's that's my two main focuses, really analyzing campaigns, understanding how we can deliver better results for our clients and also uh, supporting the team, working with them to to ensure that they have all of the systems, processes, practices in place uh, to, to do their job correctly. You um, we obviously mentioned about the sort of uh, clients that you uh, work with being more boring business. I suppose they're not really the sort of um, it's it's not the same advertising you probably get. You know that goes on TV or maybe pops on Facebook. Um, push that way. You've probably got to be a little bit more creative, a little bit more bespoke to uh, your target audience. Um, does that present a lot of challenges if you really had to think outside the box with some of these uh, businesses? Yeah, you you really do. And it, it, a lot of it is about uh, kind of positioning and, and authority for these businesses. So so there's there's so many of them in the market at the moment. Like let's take uh, PPE and workwear, for example. Through COVID, there was uh, loads of them popping up everywhere. There's some that have been obviously going for years. And the majority of our work is about how we can ensure that our clients are seen as the, the authority within the, the sector. And we go through a number of phases with those clients to ensure that they are kind of put forward in that in that way. And we've got a, a model that we call the, the find, win and grow model. So our, our whole service offering focuses on how we can help those B2B suppliers find more customers how can we support them to, to win that business through the likes of social proof, testimonials, case studies, um, retargeting even, for example, and then how we can help them uh, grow those accounts through cross-selling, upselling, um, and then you know how they can grow their brand and, and that authority too. So that's kind of our, our main areas. 
And as you say, you, you do really have to take a different stance than you would for um, not only other uh, businesses within the similar sector, but also a drastically different stance than you would in the sort of the world of, of B2C or SaaS uh, and a number of other kind of popular marketing related areas um, that, that I'm sure you're all aware of. I'm really interested in how you personally as a business sell to your own customers, because I've done a bit of consulting within construction, <clears throat> construction and SMEs. And I've always found it quite hard to put forward a case to some of these business owners that, you know, marketing is actually very worthwhile because maybe they've tried to do it in the past and they've done some leaflets or, you know, on something very, very old school. And they don't necessarily always see the value in marketing. How have you found the educational piece around actually being able to sell your business to these kind of clients? Yeah, that, that's such a good question. And, and much of it comes from actually demonstrating what the results are and just being able to clearly kind of convey that value. So just to give a bit of insight into our sales process, as this was something that was such a challenge for us to get to the bottom of, particularly within the B2B supplies market, what we now do is is we now do uh, have a, a video prospecting process, and it kind of it comes in two forms. So, firstly, I might run through a uh, what we call our problem triangle, which includes three key problems that B two B suppliers are currently facing, and funnily enough, ones that we can also solve. And I essentially invite them on the back of that to a uh, a fifteen minute uh, supplier scale up session. We call it. So that process of personally reaching out to someone and engaging with them over video for example including their their website within that video um talking to them personally very much personalizing that sales communication is is the main way that we've been able to uh sit in front of people within these larger b2b supplies businesses um, so in summary i think personalization and kind of uh, backing up what you can do with data are the the main key takeaways there Mm, no, definitely. I think that's a great answer because uh, for a lot of these companies um, and a lot of the clients, I'd imagine it's sort of same case for me. As soon as they see actual results and, and sort of figures next to things, they understand it a bit more, which I think some industries that are probably a little bit sexier understand more about marketing. Is it fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. And and when you're when you're working with these businesses, you can't go all in at the beginning, right? So it's so important to ha have a, a scalable offering that you can use. So for example, we have a phase one, which shows clear return on investment over uh, between four to six months. And that phase then essentially ties them into us. They work with us during that period. They enjoy it so much that they're then happy to proceed to phase two, uh, three, which are kind of uh, more, more expensive and more uh, sort of thorough, let's say. So not only within the sales process, ensuring that you are uh, getting buy-in, but also even when you go into delivery, you're also achieving buy-in by offering that lower value product or service first to build the relationship and ensure that they see that return on investment to then lead on to phase two and three uh, after that. Yes, I'm loving this. This is why we, we wanted to have you on because obviously being in, in a marketing area where it's like you said, not traditionally sexy, this is really valuable for anyone thinking of going into marketing, I think, because everyone always wants to go and work for, you know, the products you see on TV or, you know, the amazing social media campaigns you see for, I don't know, 
perfumes, perfumes. yeah there you makeup, go makeup stuff, yeah. all of that yeah. stuff so this is really valuable because i think marketing is becoming well it's always been very very busy and hard to get into but pushing something like this and saying actually there's a big opportunity here to help educate unsexy business in how to market i think what yep. you're doing is really really cool uh yeah I, I appreciate that i mean as i say we went into it because we saw that that gap and i think you know i'm just speaking personally when you do get into it and when you look into more detail about uh what these businesses do it's incredibly interesting and and in particular we interact with these products every day of our lives without even noticing without even knowing it so that was a, a bit of an allure to me that these are the businesses that basically keep the wheels turning mm -hmm. and ensuring that we can operate we can do what we do on a daily basis so yeah that's that's my draw to the to the industry it sounds funny but my my sort of opinion and take on this is not that by any means other businesses aren't real businesses but this is like proper stuff you can really get your you're like oh shit that's how that industry works and this is what makes it actually you know you build the bottom of the economy everything else is built on these businesses isn't it yeah what 100 and it's it, you very much notice that when going into the workplace so this is an interesting kind of um, observation that i have is when i go to visit clients and i see them in their um, large scale warehouses and i see the teams working away in the office there's just so much that goes on behind the scenes that you just, again, you wouldn't necessarily think about. And these businesses are trying to do things so differently these days in terms of sustainability, mm. um, environment, uh, increasing the level of um, the, the increasing the level of protection on particular particular goods. And it's just it's so interesting to see quite a traditional industry go through this phase of, of innovation. Mm. It's very, very exciting as well. Um, but thinking of that and thinking about the type of industries you're working with, what kind of personality traits would you suggest somebody going into this sort of area of marketing for un unsexy businesses, as we're calling them, would need to have? Because I'd imagine communication and, you know, everybody always kind of has a bit of a laugh at uh, the marketing industry <laughs> because it's all, always seen as quite hairy fairy. You're, you know, somebody will sit down and do a presentation about how they're going to do your marketing and you kind of walk away and go, I'm not really sure what they're going to do. It sounds great, but I'm not yeah. really sure what they're going to do. So there's, I think there's a different skill set there, isn't there, for going into this kind of marketing? I, I, I'd certainly agree. So I think there are some kind of hard skills there that I can run through, and then there are potentially some softer skills that mm. are useful for managing these types of clients. Perfect. So in terms of the, the hard skills, one of the real focuses for these businesses is, is data, right? Like they are used to dealing with with specs and information and data, and that is really what matters to them, right? So like uh, cut resistance on gloves or slip resistance on boots, whatever it might be, these businesses like data, they like specifications. So rather than us necessarily go in and, and pitching a, uh, a brand new off the wall um, marketing strategy for these types of businesses, we have to take very small steps ensuring that we are um, relatively patient in the process, uh, doing a piece of content, showcasing or, or launching a particular strategy, and then showing them the results, going through the data. That is one of the biggest uh, hard skills, I would say. And then when we look at the, the softer side, I mean, the sort of patience and coaching almost that you have to be able to uh, deliver and execute for these brands is, is quite significant. 
So if I'm going into a brand new prospect, you know, the, this morning, for example, I was speaking to a business within the, the kind of fire safety area. And he was almost blown away by all of the things that could be achieved with marketing in terms of automation and retargeting. And um, it was just it was so it was almost too difficult for, for them to kind of conceive and, and see how it would apply to their business. So having that patience and the ability to explain things in the way that these businesses uh, understand and value would be would certainly be another one of those skills. And then what do you think has been the biggest positive for you personally of working in this industry so far that's a great question i would say from a business perspective uh kind of working and building out a team that really cares about the growth of these businesses right like we we have a a daily stand-up uh every every morning at 9 a.m and we talk about the things that we're going to do that day. And one part of that is talking about, you know, what what projects are we particularly passionate about? What are we excited for? What's driving us? And just to see a team like in front of me within those sessions that's just so passionate about supporting these businesses uh, reach their new audiences is um, is certainly one of my, my biggest uh, kind of passions or, or takeaways there. That's brilliant. Um, on the flip side of that, though, what have been some of the biggest challenges you faced in uh, this uh, process? So most certainly the client acquisition side, like it was so difficult, as I said before, to get in front of these types of customers. So we had to think about doing things in a very in a very different way. And I went into one of those those ways earlier, but a second way that we did it is we were simply delivering a a free piece of work for people. So for example, let's say that we noticed someone had a particularly poor uh, social presence or or were trying to do it, but but maybe they were uh, falling down in some areas, we would pass it on to, to our design team and simply say, look, you know, what can you do with this? What do you recommend? And then sharing that with them. So there's a level of uh, kind of really giving before you can take in terms of having that meeting. So yeah, that that would be probably one of the core challenges and, and how we get got around it. Um, there was obviously in, in addition to that was obviously the whole the whole COVID thing, which was which was difficult to kind of be scaling a business out of, especially um, after kind of leaving university and not not necessarily seeing a way forward within that phase was was a, a notable notable challenge as well. And what's one specific quality maybe you look for in anyone you look to employ within your business? Willingness to learn, I would say. Mm. I'm a real big believer that a cultural fit and willingness to learn is more important than than hard skills in in kind of 80% of cases because the the culture that we have and the culture that we're trying to build is 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 very specific and it requires a particular fit with the customers that we work with the hard skills the the copywriting the design that can very much be trained we can support that but but yeah i would say i would say willingness to learn is is the the fundamental uh fundamental skill set there or, or fundamental outlook at least and finally um, what does it look like? What does the future look like for your company? So we are hoping to be seen as the authority marketing agency within the B2B supply space. So our, our goal, our ambition is to be the first people that that B2B suppliers think of 
when they realize they need to take marketing seriously for their businesses, when they realize that their competitors are kind of uh, streaming ahead in how they are, are uh, being perceived by their customer. So in that sense, I think to, to become an authority, to become the go-to marketing agency for B2B suppliers within the UK would be my my end, end goal. And hopefully we can make some customers, clients happy with the work that we do along the way. And uh, would you go into this industry knowing everything you know now? That's a great question. I, I most certainly would for, for a couple of reasons. The first reason is seeing the genuine impact that you can have supporting um, potentially slightly older business owners navigate this world. So, you know, we, we most of us take it for granted. We see the digital age as something that most people know about, most people understand. But a lot of people within the B2B supply sector to, don't fully grasp it and don't know how it would apply to their organizations. So, so that would be that would be very much uh, one of my points there. I think I think secondly, it's just about the the people that you can meet, the people that I, I engage with on a daily basis that I, I simply enjoy working with so much. So, yeah, I would I would absolutely uh, keep going into the industry and and um, commit to it fully. Well, Joe, it's been an absolute pleasure listening to you uh, chat about your journey so far. So, really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Uh, where can people find you, find your business, um, see what you're up to? So our website is uh, uk, and you can find me on LinkedIn if you type in Joe Stallion. Brilliant. Thanks again, Joe. Cheers, guys.